is now being recorded. We are SC Recruiting Podcast. Gary Pasquitz joined by Randy Taylor from National Preps. And, uh, Randy, we're going to do something a little different on this podcast. We, uh, there are still a couple weeks left to go. In fact, two weeks left to go from today. Uh, for signing day for the class of 2018, but we, we've kind of got well discussed the prospects that SC's looking at at this point. So let's look ahead to class of 2019 right now. And what what I want to do is just kind of go through uh, position by position some of the top a uh, couple of the top guys on our list who who you've seen so far, who you're looking forward to seeing this off season. Let's uh, let's start off talking about quarterback. Who are some of the guys jumping out to you so far? Yeah, I. I uh... I think that uh you know you know me I've always said that every year you got to sign a quarterback and obviously with uh Daniels uh, being into the 18 class that opens up room for guys like me to me and and look to just stay mainly on the west coast which I know know best I'm sure there's some national guys obviously mm-hmm. that uh I think they offered that one kid from Alabama who looks like right. he's uh, Tyson who looks like he's going to stay close to home but so guys like uh Ryan Holinsky, uh who, you know, by the way, his his brother in that tragic uh, incident uh uh Washington State was was terrible. But Ryan is a heck of a, a quarterback at Orange Lutheran that I really like and every time I see him he gets better. Uh kid like Joe Yellen uh from Mission Viejo is a transfer from Saint John Bosco, but this is a tough, competitive, physical Quarterback that uh, that I like uh, Hank Bachmeyer, Marietta Valley, Jacob sure. Conover, Chandler High School in Arizona. Uh, there's a there's a kid Michael Johnson Jr. from Shelton High School in Oregon. Kate McNamara, uh, Spencer Rattler, who you know, I kind of just would recruit because of his name, but he's from uh, Pinnacle High School in Arizona. He's a pretty good dual threat quarterback. So that's kind of an early list of of the West. Let, 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 let me ask you this. You mentioned a dual threat quarterback and there's a kid out at Cajon High School. Uh very good athlete. Um yeah. if you're talking the throwing arm to get recruited by SC, how how, how do you see uh Jaden right now? Yeah, I, I don't know if he's there. I I uh, think he's a talented guy, but I I'm not sure if he would be uh a guy. He's about a six two, hundred and seventy pounder. Uh, mm-hmm. Still, still developing. Good student, good kid, good quarterback. He'll, he'll probably play against SC, uh, mm-hmm. and I think it's important to see how he develops physically. Uh, he does. He can spin the ball. He does a lot of really good things. And, and well, one of those good, guys that, yeah. But by the time I yeah. saw him at the end of the year, hey, hey, wait a minute, I'm starting to like this kid. Yeah, yeah. One of those guys. Every time you see him, he's he'll, he just keeps getting better. So. Uh, Definitely keeping an eye on him, and uh, like I said, he'd probably be a guy that uh, that SC would play against if they don't end up liking him themselves. I would agree with that. He's not getting out of the Pac-12. Um, no. Okay, uh, then let's go to running back now. I think this is one of the more interesting positions in this class, Randy, because it looks like the Trojans are only going to take one. Uh, but I think if there would have been a 25-man class this year, they would have taken two. Uh, right. so I can easily see them taking two in this class. And coincidentally, there were two offered on Saturday at their little, little junior, mini junior day event that they held on campus. And so I want to talk about these two, uh, Jordan Wilmore and Sean Dollars. Yeah, uh, Wilmore is a kid from Lawndale, uh, who's a, you know, talented guy I really like. Uh, Dollars 
uh, is the kid from uh, Rancho Cucamonga, who mm-hmm. uh, I, I, is another really good uh, player who, you know, solid. None of them are really big. Uh, Jamal Bell is another kid from Paraclete who's a really explosive kid with speed. And uh, like a kid, Austin Jones of a Bishop O'Dowd, uh, 5'10", 190-ish. And, and so some of those are kind of the guys that uh, would be in this West Coast running back uh, uh, class. You know, there's there's always some guys that are still uh, still developing that you're gonna uh, you're gonna offer uh, soon to get that to get that number one guy. So uh, there's a really good kid out at Banning. I like Teron Madison uh, out in out in Banning, not not the LA Banning, who I really like. So there's uh, there's some good backs out there. Uh, I don't see any of these guys being the the runaway big backs yet. Uh, uh, just to blow you away, but they're really good backs that'll that'll do well at a high level. Yeah, I, I probably like uh, the the Wilmore kid the best, the, the Lawndale guy. He he's right. two hundred pounds, Randy, but boy, he will uh, he he will deliver the blow. He will be physical uh, as a running back. I heard someone make the comparison to Ricky Irvin's. I thought that was a really interesting. That's one. a heck of a that's a good comparison. Yeah, yeah. Just so uh, I, I I I like Wilmore so far. Well. Let's uh, let's go out to wide receiver. There's never going to be a shortage of wide receivers uh, no. in, in this area. Uh, I'm going to throw out three names right now, but I know we could, we're going to go beyond that. Uh, but Brew McCoy, once again, modern day, could have the number one receiver uh, in, in the area. Uh, I, I tell you, the, the guy who I like up north, Randy, I really like Joe Nada from Folsom. I, I, I think yeah, he's terrific. True. And then uh, and then Micah Pittman at Calabasas, obviously uh, Michael's little brother. He's he's doing good things out there. So. Uh, thoughts on those guys and any others who catch your eye? Yeah, I think those two that you mentioned, and then Pittman to me uh, is I love his uh, his instincts and his feel for the game. He, he, since his freshman year, he's been one of those guys that I I thought was uh, and with the you know brother there and all that. So that that to me was kind of a no no brainer. But I really like him. I there's you know Kyle Ford at Orange Lutheran's a talented sure. kid. Uh, there's a kid up north, uh, Kyle Smith at Los Gatos, who who uh, I like. Braden Huffman uh, is the kid mm-hmm. over at Roosevelt High School right. that I really like. So there is a large number. Of really talented receivers uh, that you could just read read through uh, read through lists and and uh, uh, without going through all them. But those are kind of those kids that I that just jump out at me at the top of the top of the list. Yeah, and then and, and there's good ones. So well, then let's go down to the tight end spot because I think that's going to be interesting this year, Randy. One of the uh, one of the things there's a couple guys at the top of the list uh, in Ethan Ray and Jude Wolf, two two local guys who who are just both really good sized guys right now around 6'5", 240 pounds. And I think if you're looking at at least one of your SC tight ends next year, you, you, you want a guy with some bulk. You want a guy who's going to be some good blocker. So I'm looking at those two guys. What do you think of those two? Who do you like at this point? But I really got my eye on those two at this point. Yeah, Ethan Ray is is a kid that even back as a freshman, I think he was a servite, was. was a guy that you could project as a tight end and maybe even a defensive end. I mean, he is, he is a athletic you know what you really look for in a guy uh and has been since his freshman year uh jude is one of those guys that kind of has 
become uh, uh, this guy, you know, two years ago or whatever, a season ago, he was on the sideline at St. John Bosco, but he was a great-looking kid. He has now come into his own, and, and at 6'5", or 240, is, is definitely a, a guy. There's another De La Salle kid, Isaiah Foskey, uh, mm-hmm. who's a 6'4", 220-pound kid that could be a, a guy, another guy up at Oregon. Uh, Patrick Herbert is a Sheldon High School, 6'5", 230. So all of those guys have uh, the potential to be tight end guys that, that uh, could also, uh, you know, catch the ball and also be, uh, be in-line guys as well. Okay, let's go down to the offensive line. And I, I think one of the things that uh, that you're looking for from this next class, if you're USC, is you're looking at tackles. You need to hopefully bring in a couple of big-time offensive tackles. And fortunately, in the Southern California area, there are a couple of real good ones at the top of the list. Uh, out at Narbonne, Jonah, Taua, Nuu. And then, right. uh, boy, the guy that, uh, the guy that I like down at San Juan Hills, Randy, is, uh, is Sean Ryan. The, the more I see him, I just, uh, when you watch Sean Ryan's tape, someone is usually yeah. ending up on their back. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and you see him in person and you watch him in, in pregame and he is an athletic kid. Uh, that, that's the part that I like best about him is, is, and Joan is a big, talented guy and mm-hmm. there, there's another, you know, so between those, to me though, what I like the best about Ryan is just how athletic and, and still developing he is. His upside is, is really, really good. Now, both of those guys could play guard or tackle. Uh, there's a kid up at Rainier Beach who is kind of that 6'6", 315 guy, Nathaniel Kalepo, who I like. And, and so he's another guy. He's that guy with all of that size that, that really mm-hmm. kind of stands out. There's a, another kid at Chaparral High School. In Arizona, uh, Craig McFarland is a 6'6", 250-pound guy. So there's guys out there that that can be that tackle. Uh, to me, 6'4 is kind of on the short side of tackles, but if they have the feet and length, arm length and stuff, they can do those kind of things. But you would hope to get some of these guys who are uh, in that 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, uh, range. So those are right. kind of the guys that, that jump out at me. There's a whole line of OL guys that uh, are are definitely D1 guys out on the West that uh, uh, will help. You know, could be tackles, could be uh, could be guards, but are talented guys. Right, right. What I like about Jonah the most is, I mean, he's been a big time player for Narbonne, you know, since yeah. his sophomore year, and, and, and they've been playing everybody. They're winning state titles. So I just I love him. You, you, you're looking at a pretty polished guy when you're looking at Jonah out there right now. Yeah, no, no question. He's, uh, I, you know, that's one of those guys that is another one that you call a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, let's flip it over to uh, the defensive line. And what I'm finding interesting, Randy, this is another pretty darn good year. Yeah, for the defensive line on the West Coast. This doesn't happen often. It happened a couple of years ago, and. Uh, it's happening again. Let, let, let's start off in the middle, and I want to t- uh, talk about. I'm going to throw three names at you that uh, that really jumping out to me. I'm, I'm going to go to St. Louis High School in Hawaii and talk Fa'atui Tuatele. Uh, I'm going to go out to Arizona and talk Matthew Polamau, and then I'm going to go up north and talk Jacob Bandis from Pittsburgh. Yeah, you you've kind of stolen all my names. 
those are those are the three guys that that I would absolutely talk about on the on this West Coast. And uh, the thing of Polo Mao is is just a big old, you know, he's he's the six one three hundred pounder. That's the inside guy. Uh, two Italian bandits who bandits I love. Uh, are both a little bit taller, six two ish, and still have uh, room to put weight on. So I, mm-hmm. you know, I really like that about those kids. And and again, uh, you know, there are uh, names that will pop up for us uh, in that D tackle uh, uh, list. You know, the, even a guy like uh, Mace Funa, who's from modern day, who's about a six three two forty, but has kind of a body type that could get could get thicker. Um, there's a kid at, uh, uh, East High School, Apu Ika, who, uh, 6'3", 315, who I like. Um, so there's, there's guys and, and, uh, you know, some of these guys play offensive line, defensive line, but that'll end up being the defensive lineman, uh, uh, soon. Uh, you know, take that OL away because they're, they're a little more athletic and, and, uh, have a little quicker twitch than others. Sure. Uh, you, you mentioned Mace Funa. Yeah, he's a guy you see him out there, and you could easily see him at that outside linebacker spot holding that down. Um, and then there's the big guy out at Oaks Christian, if you're talking a pure defensive end, uh, yeah. in, in Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, just a guy that looks different out there. When, when, when yeah. you see him, high school kids he don't looks look like that. one of those NFL guys, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. He just he just looks like that guy that, that uh, you can see him playing uh, on Sunday. And uh, that's always a tough thing to to put on a kid, but uh, he he definitely is one of those guys. And and I think there's some tight end D line type guys that are gonna uh, end up being uh, able to play on both either side of the ball. So that mm-hmm. that's something you keep an eye on. Uh, there's a kid out of the Antelope Valley, uh, Dylan Hall, who's a six six two hundred twenty five pound tight end defensive lineman. You know, so there's there's other guys uh, out there. Uh, SC offered the kid. Uh, SC offered the kid Ty Robinson yesterday from Arizona. Yeah. Um, yeah. Defensive end, tight end, tight end. Yeah, so, yeah, from Highly, from Higley. Uh, yeah. Higley, but, there you go. Yeah. 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 I uh, so I'll tell you, I I, I sure like Tua Telly. I, I I like Bandus too. Uh, that's a high yeah. energy kid. Um, but Tua Telly, I know you remember AJ Tua Telly down at Bantam. Um, yeah. Very, very good defensive back. So, all right, let's yeah, go back to some uh, bloodline. Yeah, go ahead. Exactly. Let's go back to some linebackers. Uh, okay. Another, another very good year. Um, yeah. Following up off this year, we we, we mentioned Mace Funa um, and Mo- Mo- Modern Day getting another one in there uh, for the Monarchs. But uh, let's go out to Golden Valley with the Gabriel Floyd. Floyd. Um, yeah. And then, you know, Henry To'o with De La Salle, and then Mananoa Tofono out of Punahou, another very good group. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, and they're good size. Uh, Tofono is about a 6'3", 220-pound kid. To Gabriel Floyd, who has been a no-brainer, one of those elite kids since his freshman year at Hawkins, another 6'2 kid. Uh, Funa, like you said, he's, he's a guy that I think could play, maybe get to the defensive end, maybe be that outside linebacker type of a guy. Uh, you know, Raylan Goforth, uh, you know, his brother is mm-hmm. at the other school, but he's a talented kid at St. John Bosco at 6'2", 215. And so there, those are some really good linebacker prospects, uh, and, and 
some of the others, I guess, uh, that I would throw into that group. Um, uh, just looking through my, my list, my old age sets in sometimes. But, but guys, there's a kid at, a smaller kid at, uh, Chandler High School, Zach Bowers, who's a talented kid. They also have another kid on that team, 6'1", 215, uh, Tyler McCleave, uh, some other, there's another Pinnacle High School kid by the name of, uh, Dixon Van, Fans Dixon, excuse me. So there's a bunch of guys, Jonathan Perkins out of Cajon. There's a, there's a kind of a sleeper out of Carnegie in, in Riverside, uh, Alejandro Dizazo. Uh, so there, there's some kids that are out there that, uh, will, will jump up on everybody's board here in the near, near future. There's another, uh, Keon where Hudson is another kid that's now good, good call. Good call. Yeah. 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 Tall kids with, with great bodies to, to put weight on and, and uh, so it, it's, uh, but there's a lot, you know, when I go through my board and I see, you know, 10, 15, 20 linebackers just in the West that are guys that can play at a high level in the Pac-12 or others, uh, you know, that's a good number of players to pick from. Yeah, and those ones at the top of the list, I mean, Floyd, you look at him and uh, that's a big athlete. Uh, Tofono, yeah. look at him. I, I love the way he runs. Um, yeah. And you can tell with with, with his his frame boy he's going to be he's going to be a big one in a couple of years no question so let's go back to the uh to the secondary and you, you got two guys back there particularly a corner uh Randy and I know we've talked about uh we, we've talked about him before but Jeremiah Cradell just moved from Rancho Cucamonga to uh to, to to modern day I I love the aggressiveness of his game and then at Bosco you've got Chris Steele a guy who's ranked as the number two cornerback in the country right now yeah the uh uh and he's that he's he's kind of that guy that can play that that lockdown corner uh to me Cradell can play corner but i i think he'd be an unbelievable safety mm-hmm. uh you had mentioned the kid Burrell from North Gwinnett uh and he's one of those corner type kids too, five level one sixty five a couple other names to think uh, about uh there's a kid up at Jesuit Isaiah Rutherford is a six one one sixty five kid in the Sacramento area. And a guy I saw Saturday at a camp who I continue to like, Jalen Martin, is another Roosevelt kid, same as Chase Williams, another, and he's a 6'2", 185-pound kid with long arms and is athletic. And I could see him being a, a, a guy that, that, uh, from Roosevelt that'll follow in, uh, in Chase's footsteps as a big-time corner and uh, defensive back. Well, that all sounds good, Randy. We're, uh, it, it's just getting to the beginning of the, uh, like you say, the camps are already starting to, to pop up. The seven on seven season is getting cranking. So time to go to work. It's time to go to work. Time to start watching guys in shorts, you know, running around with no, no pads. Just see if they're good, uh, uh, good on the hoof and, and are athletic. And that, that's and then let me, let me ask that question. Now, now that you bring that up, there's always the que- you know, the, the talk of what can you learn from this? What, 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 you know. And I say that there is some things you can learn. Like you say, how, how does the guy really look? How does he move? How did it, how would you explain it to somebody if they say, what, what, what do you learn in this off season when they're running around in shorts and t-shirts? You know, it's athleticism. Uh, I think you, you have a, you can really see what kind of an athlete they are. You can see their body type because they're not wearing pads. You know, they don't mm-hmm. have cleats that makes them an inch taller. So those are the things that you really get out of it. The actual, the, the actual physical, uh, appearance of the kid and, and, uh, and then the competitiveness. 
the ability to stick their foot and redirect and, and athleticism adjusted to the football and, and those kind of things on either side of the ball. You know, you're not going to see guys, you know, are they going to, are they a rocket and run right through you, but you're going to see, you know, can they break on the football? Do they have the ability to, to, uh, uh, you know, see the play in front of them and, and attack the ball? And, and you also get to see every corner learn how to hold, uh, the receivers. Which is always one of my, the things I hate the, the most about seven on seven is the holding right. that goes on. <laughs> so, if ho- holding ever becomes legal, these seven on seven corners are going to be really good. I <laughs> love it. Love it. Yeah. Well, it's going to be a fun time, Randy, to get out there. Uh, look forward to seeing you, uh, one of these weekends out there, uh, watching some ball. Okay, buddy. Thanks, Thanks for, for the time. time. We'll talk next week. Right, See you, Randy. Bye bye.